With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Be no sorrow there. Oh, I'm going to the city. Hello, everybody. God bless you today. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I don't know. It's raining here in Florida today. Maybe it's snowing where you're at, but we don't really see snow here. Hallelujah. Anyway. How is everybody today? Hope you all are well. And uh, what a crazy world we're living in today, isn't it? Just one thing after another. And uh, the terrorism is really amazing how these people have no regard for life, not even their own. And the the sad part is when they they kill themselves and they wind and when they wake up from this earth into the next life and they find out that they're in hell. How awful it must be. How awful it must be. So we really have our work cut out for us as far as sharing the gospel because there's over a billion Muslims in the world. That's a lot. And uh, the radical element is very, very frightening. So uh, next week, Brenda Johnson is going to come on and <clears throat> we'll be talking about this subject. And uh, so don't forget to tune in next week because they're... they're um, there's so much to learn really about this religion and uh, what they really believe. They really do believe in a world takeover uh, for their God, Allah. But we know who the God of the universe is. We know that Jesus Christ is Lord. And uh, I was reading the other day and and it really did make me smile. Uh, Jesus said in this world you will have tribulation but don't be afraid and uh, even though we have tribulation he'll still give us joy so we can overcome no matter what we're going to have to go through and really we don't know Uh, I'm sure those people in Paris last week they were out enjoying themselves, and then some nut comes with a rifle. And you, you have to realize, too, that these people really don't have sophisticated armies. They they, uh, they don't have uh, plane, huge planes, uh, fighter jets, and uh, tanks, and the artillery that uh, we have in our Army, Navy, 
Air Force and Marines, uh, but yet they ma- they've managed to spread terror with rifles. And uh, so, very frightening. We really need to be alert and uh, of our surroundings in these days because truly the days are evil. I was just looking at a story here this morning and about a dentist in New York City. The dentist is accused of trying to spread HIV in his own dental practice. <laughs> you know, And not only that, he was addicted to methamphetamine. Imagine going to the dentist because... You really don't know who you're going to unless you know the person personally when you go uh, to a dentist or a doctor. You don't know what they were snorting the night before or shooting or what they were doing. And uh, then uh, they're coming in to operate on you or to work on your teeth. Uh, So uh, anyway, he's been charged with trying to with child pornography, uh, distribution, and possession of methamphetamine. He's also accused of engaging in rampant sex parties, and then he's going to come and work on your teeth the next day. Oh, dear. So I know one time I I took a, a family member to a doctor, and I got to know the nurse. She was a Christian, so... She was telling me there was two nurses in the office, and I just got a funny feeling about these nurses. And one was a male, and one was a female. And they they seemed awfully jittery, like they were like they drank too much espresso or something. So uh, anyway, the nurse told me that both of these nurses had drug problems in the past. They were um, taking crack. And uh, so, but then they were able to go back to nursing. And uh, you hear of these kind of things where they're found out to be drug addicts or alcoholics or whatever, and uh, they go through rehab, and then they're allowed to come again and practice nursing and practice doctoring. Oh, dear. So uh, be careful. Be careful. And because uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about how people put human beings up on a pedestal. And they, and a lot of people do this with doctors. Well, they don't know everything. They're only human. They're, they It's called the practice of medicine because it's a practice. And uh, there's a lot of things they can't cure. They're, if you don't get a miracle from God uh, about most things, you're not going to get cured. So uh, uh, we need to trust God for our health. And, yes, there are many good doctors and many good nurses, and and I'm not saying they're all wicked and evil, but uh, there's a lot of things that go on. And uh, so you can't put your trust in human beings. You can't. You have to put your trust in God because you just don't know. Um, what they were drinking the night before they're coming to operate on your brain and uh, what they were snorting and who they were with. And so, uh, again, put your faith and trust in God because he's the only one that can can heal you. Um, 
We're going to talk today about idols and is there really such thing as a covering? I don't think so. Anyway, uh, and uh, I have a few audio clips from Juanita Bynum, and then I have one from uh, Paula White, which, oh dear, this woman, she is really headed for a major downfall, major, major downfall. So uh, I have two callers. I'm going to see if they have anything to say in just a minute. I see I have two callers, one from 708 and one from 813. And uh, so I'll get to you in a few minutes. I just want to give a few scriptures here. Uh, we we talk a little bit about pimp preachers, and you probably say to yourself, now where do you get that from, Susan? Why are you calling people pimp preachers? Well, I I'm a uh, a fan of the King James Bible. Now I'm I, you know if you read another translation, that's fine. I don't get into arguments with people over Bible translations, but I do like the English in the King James, and you probably uh, won't find this word in many of the other Bible translations, but you will find it in the King James, and you will find the word whore in there, and you will find the word whoring in there. So if you look at Psalm 106, uh, verse 39, it says, Thus were they defiled with their own works and went a whoring with their own inventions. So, uh, pimp preachers go a-whoring. They go a-whoring after their own inventions. Uh, They make up doctrines, and uh, they do it for money. So Leviticus also, Leviticus 20, verse 6, And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirits and after wizards to go a whoring after them, I will I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. So, the, this is uh, a good example of uh, when you run up. When I know most of my listeners don't do this, we don't go running up with seed faith offerings and Passover offerings and and. Uh, we don't allow people to deceive us in that way. So that's what this scripture basically is talking about, is you're going after familiar spirits and after wizards. And uh, God says he's setting his face against them um, because they go a-whoring after their own lust. So if you want to do a Bible study here, uh, you can use some of these internet search engines and you can find uh these scriptures on whoring and that's what a pimp preacher is a pimp preacher goes a whoring after their own lust they don't have any concern for uh god's people and i know a a friend of mine uh we, we were talking yesterday and he said now uh, this you know dopey randy white uh 
he 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 likes to boast about all the famous people he's met and and uh, he knew and whatever. So he's he's talking about Margaret Thatcher, which I'm sure that Margaret didn't invite him over to England to you know, have tea with him. Uh, I think probably he met her when when she was at a conference in this country, and he happened to snap a photo with her. So. Uh, he claims they're friends, and and he asked her what the biggest threat to our country was, and she she said China. But um, my friend mentioned to me yesterday that no, it's the pimp preachers. It's the pimp preachers that are, that are the biggest threat to our country because they're sending people to hell with their false doctrines and their false teaching. Yeah, that's the most dangerous. Uh, enemy that we have is these uh, messengers of Satan that are deceiving people and uh, they have the ability to sway people to even send them to hell yes because they they, uh, teach people to walk after another gospel and another Jesus and yes they are the most dangerous so um, another side note about Randy White, you know, that uh, his church there, the 4,000 or 5,000 seat building that they had there in Tampa was bulldozed. They, they went bankrupt and filed for bankruptcy. And then, you ever notice that a lot of these <laughs> false teachers and the proponents of the Give to get gospel and the seed faith gospel, they wind up going bankrupt. Now, how does that happen? And and yet they still, they still manage to con people to give them offerings. He's still in business even after his church was bulldozed. He he moved over to an old moldy church, um, a real dump. And I saw it. I was there. And then uh, now he's in another building. But he writes on. Uh, uh, his Instagram page that he's writing a book and and he's going to see one of the major distributors in this country with his life story. Now, who who wants to read Randy White's uh, life story? Like the, uh, he might as well write a book on how to fail, uh, how to fail and to keep failing by be by being a pimp preacher. That should be the title of his book because who who's going to get anything out of his book except that he's a dope and uh, he refuses to repent and serve the one true God. And so uh, meanwhile, while his church was going bankrupt, he was paying himself a $150,000 a year salary while his two two buildings were in foreclosure. So... Mm. Is that a real servant of the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't think so. But anyway, he's he's writing this book, and he's been waiting to put the book out because uh, he's going to write two chapters about his former wife, Paula White, and he wants to tell the real story of what happened. So I, I wonder, I wonder what he's going to say because he was married to her for 17 years, so I'm sure he's he has information now that he probably wants to sell. Uh, because he needs money. But, I mean, her life isn't that interesting either. So uh, here's another nut that um, 
a few months ago when she brings her new husband, Jonathan Kane, and that's a good name, Kane, which is not his real name. His, his real name is Frigga. That's his stage name. And uh, so it's a six, 65-year-old man, six, or maybe 66, that used to be in rock and roll, and now he's still supposed to be in rock and roll even at the age of 65, but come on. Anyway, so uh, she uh, she marries this guy, and uh, they she lets him talk. Like he's supposed to be saved, so she lets him talk a couple weeks ago and or over a month. Anyway, you can see the video on YouTube. Um, you can actually see him saying it. So, And I know I have the audio here. I might play it for you. But he actually tells people that uh, he's telling the women of the church. Now, this is a Sunday morning service, and the children are there. The teenagers are there. The husbands and the wives are there. The single people are there. And he tells the, the women that they should watch pornography with their husbands because that will help their marriage. And, 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 and Paula is giggling in the background like that was funny. That's demonic. I, I'm surprised the whole church didn't empty out, but it, but it didn't. The people, people even they came back after that. They came back for more. And uh, Thursday night, I was looking at her service from uh, that new destiny or no destiny place over there in the in the boonies of Apopka, the windowless dark dungeon uh, that they call a church there. And uh, anyway, she she um, she's talking about this the woman that uh, goes up to Jesus and she's supposedly kissing his feet. And uh, anyway, you know, Paula decides that she's going to uh, go over to her husband who's sitting on the platform in a chair. And she walks over to her husband and she takes his boot off and then she takes his sock off and she kneels down and she starts kissing his feet and like writhing on his leg. Now, I don't. I never saw anything like that in a in a in a supposed church service. Uh, did you ever see anything like that? Like, would you want this person to be your pastor? I don't want my pastor uh, massaging his wife on Sunday. Uh, I don't want to hear about his sex life. I don't want to know about your sex life. I don't care. It's nobody's business. And I don't want to see this kind of behavior either on a Thursday night in a so-called church service. So expect to see anything over there at at New Undestiny uh, Cult Center. Expect to see anything when you see something like that. And maybe the, uh, I wonder, I do have the video of the actual uh, performance that she did over there. And, uh, no, do you think that that maybe some people walked out when that happened? Maybe. But some of the people there in the congregation stood up and cheered 
when she was doing this. Yeah. They stood up and cheered when she was doing this. So, um, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But anyway, I'm going to play this audio. Uh, this is the audio of her, uh, going over and, uh, removing her husband's boot and sock and uh, her her one minute and 30 seconds. Kissing my feet. He didn't put oil on my head, but she had poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much, but he who has been forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this one who forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Well, I'm going to keep teaching, but let me bring it down. Okay, let me bring it like this. Baby, I hate to bother you, but I'm not going to do this to pass your dog, okay? So this is how this thing went down. That's how it went down, all right? It went down just like this. Because if I see a woman that gets... By the ministry of, of Jesus in John, as the light of the world. And she comes and she starts going. Everybody cheering. She was on her knees after she took off her husband's boot and sock, and you could hear her kissing his feet. And then she's rubbing her hair, and uh, you heard the dopes screaming. And then she says she may have to get saved. Well, she's not saved. If she's going to get saved, she needs to get saved the first time. I don't know any saved women of God that would do anything like that. And a Thursday night supposedly Bible study. Uh, Which Bible were they reading? Which Bible was she reading? Her favorite Bible, the Satanic Bible? Probably. Probably. Honest. Uh, <laughs> you know, you can't make this up. You, I mean, this, you can't make this stuff up. And they might post the video. I don't know if they're even going to post this video on their uh, so-called church page, which is uh, N for Nancy D C C T V. Uh, and you can go and watch it. They may have it in the archives, so that's from Thursday, November 18th. They may not post this video, but if they do, you can go and watch it and uh, see it for yourself. Uh, you, you say, you say to yourself, and I know I say to myself too. It's, I, I think I've seen just about everything. But just when you think that you've seen just about everything from these 
pimp preachers, they they do something else that you just you can't believe. And uh, we don't make this up. These, this, we don't uh, report rumors here on this broadcast. We report what they say, what they do. We don't hire private investigators, which that's fine. If if uh, ministries, if there's people that have ministries that do that, that's fine. But uh, I don't do that. I just take what they have said and what they have done in public, not what they did in secret, what they do in public. So we only report facts. And the major reason that we report these facts is because anybody can fall prey to these type of people and they're dangerous. They're dangerous to your family, to your children. Uh, This kind of behavior when you're looking for a place to take your little children and your teenage children, you're looking for a place to take them because the teenagers have issues. Uh, They're growing up and, uh, you don't want to take your children and your teenagers to these kind of places where they're going to be corrupted. Uh, never mind public schools. This place is taking them to these places that call themselves churches uh, can be very dangerous. Uh, imagine what these teenagers were thinking when uh, their pastor comes out in these go-go boots. It looked like she had these black leather boots on uh looked like i think they came over her knee and then she had a skirt on that just hit her thighs with leotards now this is the way the pa- the, the the so-called pastor is dressing for the bible study and then your pastor goes over to her husband and puts on this kind of a show there um i i, I would i'm surprised that on sunday there would even be 10 people in this place Like maybe the staff might show up because they want their paycheck. And even according to Paula on uh, Thursday, she didn't have any money uh, to pay her uh, payroll this week. She claims that she didn't have money to uh, pay her payroll. But yet she's – and even after she said that, she was still asking people to give $41. And she was even begging people to give a dollar if they had it. Uh, but she's always promising them that all their needs are going to be met if they if they bring their money up and put it in the offering. But yet her needs aren't met. She can't even pay her people there that are working at the church. So you, you see how it works is that they lie from one side of their mouth. They're lying about and she tells the truth about, look, I can't pay my payroll. But yet then she continues to say, but yet, if you bring up an offering here, a Psalm 41 offering, or even a dollar, you have a dollar, she says, can you, <laughs> you know, if Paula thinks it's bad now, she thinks it's bad now, just wait. Yeah, just wait and see what happens, uh, what the Lord's going to do. Uh, because God says he, he's going to judge these people. And I would rather, myself, I would rather 
have God judge me in secret. I'd rather repent of my sins and not have uh, my shortcomings broadcast to the world. But the Lord says that if you won't repent, then he's going to openly humiliate you, and he will. He will openly humiliate you. So it's better to repent and uh, get it over with than than to have God judge you uh, before the world. Because doesn't the Bible say that um, whatever you do in secret, it will be exposed openly? And that even that, even... Uh, what you've done in in darkness will be will be brought to light if you don't repent. So, like I've said before, they don't have to be afraid of uh, radio programs like this or the other uh, discernment ministries out there. They need to be afraid of God because He sees it all. He sees all of it. Uh, I only see a part of it of what's going on, and. Uh, but he sees it all. So uh, they need to fear God. And apparently they have no fear of God. Otherwise, uh, things would be very, very different uh, in these circumstances. But um, here's a scripture in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 17:5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 48.10 Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully, and cursed be he that keepeth back his sword from blood. So I didn't write this. Jeremiah wrote it. Jeremiah 48.10, Cursed be he that doeth the work of the Lord deceitfully. Zechariah 10, verse 2, For the idols have spoken vanity, and the diviners have seen a lie, and have told false dreams. They comfort in vain. Therefore, they went their way, as a flock, they were troubled because there was no shepherd. There was no shepherd. And we we see that a lot today, don't we? That there is a lack of true pastors, of true shepherds, of people that, that uh, really care about people and, and they just aren't uh, going somewhere and uh, putting a sign outside church so-called ignited church and this church and that church, and all it is is a fleecing center. You go in there, and uh, they look at you with like you have a dollar sign on your forehead, and they don't care anything about you. Uh, They're in it for the money. And uh, we see that there is a real lack of love, 
in in the so-called body of Christ. I would say in the real body of Christ and people that really do love the Lord. Yes, there is real love and there is real Christian fellowship. But and yes, we we definitely see um that many of the so-called churches today have turned themselves over to familiar spirits and to uh, divination. Isaiah 30, now, we're going to talk a little bit about covering. Isaiah 30, verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit. Now, you see, uh, and I'm going to play some of these audio clips shortly on Juanita Bynum because supposedly T.G. Jakes is her covering and her daddy and all that. And uh, But yet, uh, here's one of the biggest heretics that there is, Juanita Bynum, but yet... She has this earthly covering. Now, this is how ridiculous this is because there's no such thing as a covering. Um, I've been to churches, and I've had pastors that committed adultery. Uh, they molested children. They were. Uh, I've known ministers that turned out to be homosexual. So imagine, like, these people are my covering? Who was watching them? And who was watching Jimmy Swaggart? Jimmy Swaggart had all kinds of so-called coverings. He was a member of the Assemblies of God, uh, and uh, he had all kinds of earthly coverings, but yet he was caught coming out of a motel wearing a bandana. He looked like an old hippie. Uh, There's a picture of him on the Internet you could see from back in the 1980s when uh, Marvin Gorman, another minister so-called uh followed jimmy and uh, followed him followed him to this motel where he was meeting a prostitute and it didn't even look like the jimmy swaggart that we knew the jimmy swaggart we knew we'd see on tv he had a suit and a tie on and uh, he could really preach and but he had a secret life and he was found out so but he had all kinds of coverings but yet he was still doing what he was doing. So, uh, And the same thing with Jim Baker at the time when he had PTL in the 1980s. He had all kinds of cover- coverings. I think the, one of the heads, uh, uh, Richard Dorch of the Assemblies of God, was actually on his staff there. So he had all kinds of coverings. And yet there was all kind, kinds of uh, shenanigans going on over there. So if you can't answer to God, if you're not afraid that God is watching you, does your pastor, like, do you have a video camera in your house where your pastor watches you 24 hours a day? Uh, You're covering, like he's watching you all the time, and uh, he sees everything you do? Give me a break. Come on. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) And... uh, but, you know, people, they want coverings, they want uh, ordination. Uh, Jesus said he's ordained you. He, he, you. Go look up the word ordain 
in the New Testament, Jesus says he's ordained you. So like, it's not good enough that Jesus already ordained you. You have to have somebody ordain you. Yes, I know that you have to have a license to marry people and to bury people and I think to go into prisons and things. So, yes, there is a need for licensing and sometimes uh, earthly ministerial papers to do certain things that you need to do. But it doesn't mean that you're qualified for ministry or uh, because actually really we're all qualified for ministry. We're all called to the ministry of reconciliation because God doesn't have any favorite people that he favors uh, uh, with these tremendous gifts that they want you to believe you can't have. They, they, they're they gifted and you're not. But God um, is no respecter of persons and he said that we're all called to the ministry and the ministry of reconciliation. We all have a mouth and if we're born again, we have a Bible, we believe the Bible, so what do we do? We open the Bible, we quote the Bible, and really, we're a mouthpiece for God. And God said in his word, he uses the foolishness <laughs> of preaching. So God doesn't have any special stars and uh, any special people that uh we're supposed to revere and we're supposed to make idols out of. No, we're not supposed to do that because uh, the Bible says, cursed is the man who puts his trust in man. So we don't put our trust in man because you'll be disappointed. You'll you'll really be disappointed if you're putting some human being up up on a plat, uh, pedestal, and uh, they're going to fall off. Yeah, they're going to fall off. <laughs> and um, some people even lose their salvation when they find out their pastor is a pervert, or or their favorite preacher is a pervert. Then they want to turn away from God. That look, you're not. You're not going to answer to God for what Jimmy Swaggart did or for what Mike Murdoch did. or No, you're going to answer to God for what you did. So I'm going to answer to God for what I did. So I'm not going to lose my salvation because of some dopey preacher. And uh, nobody should really. That That's really foolish. But um, God doesn't want us to have any idols. We all... We can take out our Bibles and we can read it and enjoy it and talk about it. And uh, really, these kind of people aren't fit for any type of public ministry. Now he's supposedly trying to make a comeback, but he's not fit for public ministry. Uh, child molesters? Yeah, I know God can forgive them, but still, I would be very careful uh, imagine your 15-year-old daughter uh, going into the pastor's office and he's molesting her. It's a good thing he's still alive, I'll tell you. What a weirdo. Anyway. Uh, I'm listening, but I also wanted to say um, I'm enjoying your show. It's my first time listening, so I am glad that I found you. Um, I am. Uh, I have lived in Tampa for about 14 years 
during the height of uh, the white ministry. And so, (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. I find that everything that's happening now, um, pretty interesting. I used to get in heated debates with uh, fellow Christians and friends who did attend the church. Um, I, at the time was not attending the church and, you know, due to pressure, I guess, and just, I guess, curiosity to see what the hype was about. I did attend uh, a few services there and I got to tell you, I, uh, the first two times I went, the first time I went, I was trying to be open-minded, um, and not judgmental. And, um, you know, I come from a, um, a background where both of my grandparents were reverends. Uh, in the Church of of God. So I have a foundation. Oh, yeah. Um, And so it's kind of hard to sway me or to, um, I respect everyone's beliefs, but I I am one that has a a deep-rooted foundation. So when I attended the church, you know, it struck me as soon as I went in that something was off. Um, You know, I sat through it. It's like the dungeon in there. It was like the dungeon in there. It was yeah. it was dark. Um, it wasn't. I mean, everyone was welcoming, but it wasn't. It wasn't light. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. um, something that when you go in churches that that you you feel a certain spirit. You know, you feel um, that well. You feel that God is there, and that was the element that I think was missing, in my opinion. Um, the second time I went, I I wanted confirmation that I just wasn't being. You know, having having uh, been spoiled all these years by my grandparents and their great preaching and teaching, and um, so I went again, and the same the same feeling came over me. Um, you know, it was about more about popularity. Uh, everyone there in the Tampa Bay area, um, you know, was a community of people who wanted to have some sort of spotlight. Um, it was the popular popular church to go to. Um, if you went, you were in the you were in the popular crowd. It was that type yeah. of feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, they had certain celebrities that were uh, constantly visiting the church. Yeah. So it came. Did, yeah. You know, and then those particular celebrities, eh, you know, they kind of had some some issues of their own um, in their personal life. So I, you know, I I wasn't. Uh, enticed by the glitz and glamour I wasn't intrigued by it um, And I just knew from that point on It wasn't for me And I left and I never returned Never said anything negative about them Never, I just, you know I've visited many churches And if it's just me, I didn't return um, But now seeing uh, where uh, the whites have gone And um, how Paula White has continued on And just certain things that she even says As, as you were playing on your show it, it's so discouraging for me, um, you know, as a Christian and someone who's who's walking with God and trying to um, be more of a student and learning and, you know, and then I look at these particular type of pastors, especially a female, a woman, um, that you want to kind of say, okay, well, maybe she can be like a, um, a role model for me or something. And then when I, every time I see her, it's always something that just grabs my spirit to, to just turn away. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel for people who are in this new destiny church. I feel for oh, yeah. the, the following that they are following and they're, and they're not giving up on her. They're not giving up on her ministry, even, even with the things that we see. 
um, that she does. And it just, uh, it confuses me how you can see the hand in front of your face, but you don't do anything about it. Um, yeah. And I just, I just pray for them. So, but I didn't mean to take up too much time. I just no, thanks a lot for show. calling in. Thanks a lot for calling in. I appreciate your I, comments very much. I sure much. will. Thank okay, you. Okay, call anytime. God bless. I okay, sure will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Amen. Thank God a uh, sister that visited uh, Without Walls back in their heyday when uh, actually they had also uh, this building. I guess it, it could seat 4,000 maybe. Um, and... Uh, they claim they had 20,000 members, but I doubt seriously that they ever had. I don't know where they would put them. They they would have had to have had five services on a Sunday. Um, maybe they had 20,000 people come through there at one time, but the the building didn't seat more than four or 5,000. I've been there myself uh, to a few events, and uh, so I know what it looks like on the inside. And it has no. It had no windows. It was dark in there. Uh, even when the services were going on, they didn't put the lights on. It was just very uh, strange, dark place. And uh, across from the church building, they had an administration building, which uh, at one time housed Paula White's television studio and their international world headquarters, which. Uh, one of the days that I was there after it had closed up and I, I shot some video, which is on my YouTube channel, uh, Susan Puzio, and you can go and see my videos there of the buildings. But there was actually a sign that I know they must have paid a lot of money for. Uh, it said, uh, Without Walls International Church, and it was lying on the ground in pieces. Like, even after the sign uh, fell off the building, you think they would have gone over there and picked it up and used it, but they just left it there, and it was all broken up on the ground. Um, there was an old dirty mattress sitting out in the back. Uh, people were actually coming there and throwing their garbage there. Uh, every window on this four-story building was broken out. This is after they... Uh, she left Tampa after her and Randy got divorced, and um, the building was derelict. So it was a sign of God's judgment that uh, one year where they had to report their finances, and it, that information is available uh, on the Internet. Uh, I think it was 2007 when they were being investigated by the Grassley, um, Senator Grassley, so they had to prepare a financial report. But in that year, they took in over $30 million. But yet, they wound up bankrupt by 2014. And uh, that document is available on the Internet, too, the bankruptcy papers. It's also, uh, I also have it in my video, one of my videos, but... By 2014, they, uh, without walls, filed bankruptcy. Now imagine that in 2007 they, they had taken in $30 million. What did they do with that money? And then they could, they didn't pay their mortgage in Tampa. They bought the property in Lakeland, Florida, a 9,000-seat church, which has been bulldozed also. 
and uh, was sold at a bankruptcy auction, at a foreclosure auction. So by 2014, they were completely bankrupt. And um, so none of the things that they taught, the, the tithing doctrines or the seed faith doctrines, worked for them. It didn't work for them. They wound up bankrupt, uh, as bankrupt as the false teachings that they expound uh, on. That's that's how they wound up. So uh, God is not mocked. And, uh, and, yeah, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. If you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap of those spiritual things. But uh, what what we hope for and the main aim of my program, of course, number one is to bring people uh, to the saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, but also to teach um, the body of Christ how we can be better Christians, how we can be a better example to the world. Not the example that we see currently being portrayed on what they call Christian television, but the example of us doing things because we really love people, not because we want something in return, which is, is what is being taught today, is that here, give, and because you give, you're going to get something back. But we don't even teach our children, our earthly children, to do that. So why would God, uh, our, our Heavenly Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, why would he teach his children to be like that? He wouldn't. So we've raised up, for the most part, a church of selfish children. And, uh, yeah, we, in that sense, uh, they've reaped what they've sowed. But we want a reformation. We want to finish the reformation. We want to see the body of Christ become the glorious church. And uh, it's going to take some work. But we have people, we have many thousands of listeners that listen to this program. And I know they listen because we're, we feel like-minded. We have the same feelings about the church we have the same feelings about our lord and about how about how we want to see things change for the better so that we can be a better testimony to the world because what the world's seeing now because they're not seeing me on television nobody's going to invite me uh on television and i really don't want to go because i'm not looking to be seen but uh uh we're not going to hear these type of messages on uh, what they call Christian television. We really have our work cut out for us because what they're hearing and what they're seeing is not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's another gospel. So it, they've they've really made a mockery of uh, the church. And so we want to uh, see a change and a change for the better. Because we know, even earthly parents know, that when you raise up selfish children, what happens? They turn into brats. And uh, if they don't get their way, they'll steal, kill, and destroy, just like the devil. But yet when you teach people to, uh, to do things out of love, because that's how much God loved us, then we're going to raise up a church of better Christians, of uh, we're going to be a better example to the world. 
So we're it, it's still a real grassroots movement what we're doing, uh, but uh, I thank God for the people that listen, for the people that write, and uh, they're uh, they come for fellowship, they come to be uplifted, and that's what we want to do is uh, help the body of Christ, and it, it's a blessing for me too. Uh, to do this broadcast, so and I appreciate the listeners, uh, many faithful listeners that have tuned in, and uh, the uh, emails, the positive ones, I, and even you know the negative ones. I read all my emails, um, even on the YouTube channel. I let people criticize me. It's okay, you know. I don't block them I, if they curse or they use obscene uh language then i do block them but uh, they can they can criticize me that's okay but you notice a lot of these people if you go on uh for instance when i went uh and you can go on rod parsley's facebook page and you can leave comments but if you leave a comment that they don't like they will take you off and they will block you but in the meantime, if you want to go over there and leave a comment, it'll go on there, and he might read it. And then if, if it's something that might instruct him in, in what's right, he's going to take it off. But somebody read my comment and then took it off, but at least somebody read it, and maybe it was him. So, But you know, if he can't hear from God, then he's in trouble anyway, but... Anyway, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about this Juanita Bynum. Now, I hadn't seen this video. I know my friend, the Wolf Tracker, who has a program also on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, he had talked about it, and he pointed this uh, video out to me. And it's from a few years ago when uh, Juanita was at um, one of these big women that are loose conventions. Oh, yikes, there must have been maybe anywhere from 60,000, I would say, to 100,000 people in this uh, arena. It was packed. And uh, anyway, she's um, she, takes off, she takes off her shoes. Now imagine this, uh, that you're, you're the guest speaker at this huge conference, and you've got this so-called big shot there, okay, T.D. Jakes is there, and he's hosting the thing, and you you, you take off your stinky shoes, and uh, you know, after you were walking in the street, and who knows what you stepped on or whatever, and you, you take your shoes off, and she she takes her shoes off, and she she puts it in this guy's. He's holding her dirty shoes. I I, I don't know. I mean, come on, <laughs> stop, please, stop. No, I don't want your shoes. No, don't take your shoes off and then hand them to me. No, I, I don't want your shoes. No. And anyway, there he is, this big, huge guy, and he's holding her, her shoes, and she's she's calling him father, and he's forgiving her sins, and he's pouring oil on her head. Now, that's another thing. Um why in the world would anybody want to pour a, a a bottle of oil on your head? Did you ever try to get oil out of your hair? I would be really aggravated because I have long hair. Like if somebody poured a bottle of oil on my hair, because I don't know if I would ever get it out. Anyway, 
he's pouring this oil on her head, and uh, you know she's down on her knees and she's hugging him and she's crying on him. Oh, it was outrageous. And and then she's claiming she's she's screaming to him that he should teach her the right way to go. Teach me, she's saying. I need to sit at your feet and get a nugget. I'm like, hey, Juanita, uh, that's what the Bible is for, okay? That's what the Holy Spirit is for. Uh, T.D. Jakes can't even find his own way. Uh, what do you need him for? Yeah, it's okay to have uh, Bible teachers and uh, evangelists and pastors and that's all fine. Bible schools are fine, and uh, church services are fine. But why do you put yourself in the position that you have to sit at somebody's feet and they have to teach you the right way to go when uh, you can't expect some human being to be guiding you because human beings are flaky, in case you didn't notice. We can be strange at times so i'm not putting my trust in any human being because i know one thing for sure they're going to let me down some way somewhere down the road the human being that i put up on the pedestal they're going to they're going to fall off and then they're going to let me down so i'm not putting my trust in you i i have one friend for sure one one friend for sure. I, I have friends, but I've got one friend for sure, and he said he's never going to leave me. He said he's never going to forsake me. Yeah, I have one friend for sure, and that's Jesus. So I know he's not going to let me down. So even when you let me down, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still love you, but... I'm not putting my trust in you, and I don't want you to put your trust in me. I want you to put your trust in God and to look to him as the author and finisher of your faith because he's got all the answers. Me, I see through a glass darkly. You know, I don't see everything he sees. I don't know everything he knows. I'm never going to know everything he knows, <laughs> ever, but... Anyway, here's Juanita, and uh, she's gonna she's asking uh, T.D. Jakes to forgive her. Woman, thou art loose. Will you welcome my daughter back home to the woman? Anyway, 
Anyway, he's he, you know he's saying, my daughter, welcome my daughter. I don't know. I don't know how she became his daughter. Um, the Bible says that we're not supposed to call any man father, so I don't know how that works. But they they make up their own stuff. Anyway, here's another clip from. Uh, I'll get the name of this video for you in a minute. This clip is about three minutes when Juanita gives TD her shoes. With what I experienced at five o'clock in the morning, it was just me and Jesus. For as I stand in this building, I remove my shoes. In the Bible days, before the salt covenant, a man would take off his shoes and give them to his neighbor when he's making a covenant. And the shoes said, but as sure as where I walk, I will keep my hand. And today I send you my shoes. And I submit my shoes to you. As long as my shoes is in your office, in your presence. I am committed to you to the day that I die. I'm in covenant. Nobody can ever bring me anything about you. You're my spiritual father. I submit to you. And now I ask you, and Sister Sarita, Pray the blessings of the Lord on me so I can go to my next level. Thou anointest my head with oil.
on us. And now, what gives him the power to forgive sins? He, in the name of Jesus, I forgive your sins. Okay. All right. I, that was echoing. All right. Terribly. Sorry about that. Sometimes I can't hear. I can hear it, but I can't hear how you hear it. So, anyway, I'm sorry that that was probably too loud. Or uh, sometimes the clips play louder than my voice. But anyway, if you go to uh, YouTube, you'll see it's called these video. This video series is called a renewed covenant, uh, and that's with Juanita Bynum. And T.D. Jakes, and you can see it for yourself. Uh, it, this must be pretty old because Randy and Paula White are there, and they've been divorced since 2007. But um, anyway, he's he's she's given him the sh- her sh- takes the shoes off her feet, and she gives him her shoes, and you know he's holding these dirty shoes, and then she's saying that he's going to keep. <laughs> He's going to keep, when she comes to his office, she's going to see her shoes like, yeah, T.D. Jakes is going to, he's going to frame her shoes and keep them in his office. When he looks at it, he's going to have a fond memory of like, remember, he's going to say to Sarita, remember when that uh, dopey Juanita Bynum game put her dirty shoes in my hand? And he's going to go, eh. Yeah, but she she says that he's going to take those shoes and he's going to put them in her office in his office, and then when he looks at those shoes, he's going to think about her. I, I'm sure now. I'm sure now he never thinks about her. No, he he doesn't think about her anymore. No, especially after that, he doesn't think about her. No, but anyway, that that video series is. Um, is there and uh you can see it there's like a five part series so uh i think it might be on the either the the one that's the fourth one or the fifth one where you can actually see her uh bowing down to him she gets down on her knees and she's crying and and he's putting the oil on her head and and he's forgiving her sins and she's calling him daddy and father and well i have one father i have an earthly father but i have one father and that's my father in heaven and i'm not looking for any preacher to be my father no i'm not looking no i'm not looking for any preacher to be my father no thank you anyway um that's going to be about it for today uh until next week, and we're going to have uh, Brenda Johnson on next week to talk about this whole thing with ISIS. And uh, I noticed a friend of mine today on uh, Facebook. She she was telling people, and I agree with this too, because there are some uh, people out there that they claim that uh, ISIS is not real and. Uh, these jihadists aren't real and that it's a hoax. Now, this is no hoax, okay? And she she was telling people, look, if you make these kind of uh, stupid comments on my Facebook page, I'm going to delete you. And I don't blame her because, no, this is real. Uh, like I was saying before, there's over a billion Muslims in the world. They are serious uh, about their book, about their beliefs. 
And uh, they are serious about uh, taking over the world uh, for their God. Yeah, they have an agenda. I don't care. Uh, um, there may be some moderate uh, Muslims, but if you would actually sit down with one of them and ask them what they believe, what they really believe about their book, Maybe some of them would be honest with you. Maybe some of them wouldn't be honest with you. But what they really believe is, yes, they believe in uh, jihad, and yes, they believe in uh, taking over the world and converting everybody to uh, their religion. That's what their their aim is. When did you, 20 years ago, did you see a mosque in your hometown? I didn't see any in my county, but there's one here now. And uh, I'm sure if I went in there, and I don't look like them, so I'm sure if I went in there, they would be wondering why I was there and that they would be very suspicious. Uh, I understand that the the men sit in one section and the women sit in, in another section. And even the women here, and this is Florida and it's hot here, uh, even the women here, if you go out to the store, in the, in the middle of summer when it's 90 degrees, they're wearing long coats. They have a, a coat on, and the coat comes to their wrist, and it comes, and then it comes to their ankle, and they have a, they have a, something on their head. And I'm thinking, wow, this poor lady. Uh, first of all, it's hot, and you can't even be comfortable in the heat. Uh, like it's some kind of a crime for them to show their ankle or to show their wrist. Uh, I haven't seen any of them in my area in burkas, but who knows? So we have to really pray that uh, they're uh, threatening New York City and they're threatening Washington. And, uh, you know, it's very hard to... uh, detect these people in a crowd it would be very very difficult and uh uh, things can happen so fast like they did in paris and they're also managed to basically close down the city of uh, brussels with their threats now what what kind of religion is that that's not a peaceful religion and I have to hand it to the Senate this week that they, uh, oh, uh, President Obama threatened to veto any kind of legislation that they passed to ban the uh, Syrian refugees from coming in. And they they had enough votes where they could override his veto. But I think uh, I think they were threatening, or they might have sent an appeal over to the Supreme Court. But Remember during World War One, uh, we wouldn't allow our enemies to come and live in our country. So why do you want people that are your enemies, maybe not all of them are, but they have an ideology and they believe in their book if they call themselves a Muslim. So they may not be radical on the outside, but they might be radical on the inside as far as their beliefs. When you when you look at the Crusades and you look at the way the Catholic Church conducted themselves throughout history, 
uh, it's basically the same thing. They used to set people on fire and burn people at the stake, just like these people. They put someone in a cage a few months ago and burned them alive. These things were done, too, uh, by the Catholic Church, which they claim to be a Christian church, but that's not. Christians don't do that. So, no, it is not a Christian church. But there's a whole history like this. And people that have radical beliefs will do just about anything to promote their gospel. That's not a God of love. And if there are any Muslims listening to this program today, that, that's not a God of love. We don't kill people because they don't join our church. Everybody's got a free will to accept the Lord Jesus Christ or to reject his teachings. And we don't shoot people because they don't believe what we believe. That's up to you. We can tell you about it. We can share the gospel with you. But it's up to you to make the decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and to ask him for the forgiveness of your sins because only he can forgive your sins. It's not that uh, these people uh, believe that if they if they kill people, they're going to go to paradise. What kind of belief is that? That's not love. That's not a God of love. That's not a God of mercy. That's not a God of forgiveness. So we have our work cut out for us as far as evangelizing these people and getting the gospel to them. Because that's the only thing that's going to change these people. You don't change these people with dialogue. I'm sure all of us, uh, during our lifetime, we've met people that you couldn't talk to them. No matter how nice you were to them and how you tried to reason with them, they weren't going to change their evil ways. They weren't going to change. Because we can't change people, but God can. The Lord Jesus Christ can. So it's only through evangelism that we're going to be able to change uh, these people and to change their mindset because I've never, in my lifetime, I know what's happened throughout history, but in my lifetime I've never seen people like this that will commit this kind of violence against innocent people that are out enjoying themselves, eating in a cafe and having uh, going to a concert. And uh, then somebody just opening fire on innocent people. For what reason? For what reason? As Christians, we don't get revenge on people. God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. So, We don't have to get revenge on people when they do us wrong. That's up to God how he's going to judge them and uh, how he's going to play out the vengeance. So where do they get this from? It's awful, just awful. And uh, we really need to pray for the protection of the the people in some of these big cities where uh, they're open targets for this kind of uh, hate and violence, I'm telling you, when Jesus said that it was the beginning of sorrows, and it really is, we never thought that we were going to see the world in the condition that it's in. But we have a job to do. 
and uh, we need to do it. Everybody in the body of Christ has something they can contribute to the spreading of the gospel. So God may give you uh, an opportunity to be on Blog Talk Radio. Anybody can have a program on Blog Talk Radio. You can have a, a, a free program. I think they still offer them for 15 minutes a day. And you can have a program. Anybody could go on YouTube and have a television ministry right there. Uh, since we've been on YouTube, we've had about 3 million hits on uh, the two of our YouTube channels that we had. So that's 3 million people we reached, and it was free. All I needed was an Internet connection, which uh, that's not free. But you need an Internet connection and uh a little bit of creativity, and so you're out there and you're preaching the gospel. So everybody can do something, and there's nothing better, really, than one-on-one evangelism. That's the best, really. That's how I got saved, is that someone preached the gospel to me, and I'm sure even in your lifetime as a Christian, as a believer, that you've preached the gospel to people and they've received Jesus or People have preached the gospel to you when you receive Jesus. So there's nothing better than one-on-one evangelism. And that doesn't cost anything. So uh, I don't have anything against people raising funds for their ministries or or, uh, writing a book or selling a book or whatever they choose to do to earn a living. I have no objection uh, to that. But I do have an objection to people lying to people and fleecing people and then taking the money and using it to support a lavish lifestyle. That I have an objection to. I don't care I don't care how people spend their money. That's their money and if they've earned it they can buy whatever they want. That's none of my business. But when you take money from God's people under false pretenses, then it is my business, uh, because that's not uh, the way we're supposed to be conducting ourselves as Christians. We don't lie to people. We don't cheat people for our own selfish motives, for our own gain. No, we tell people the truth. If the pastor wants to take up an offering on Sunday, let him tell you, I'm taking up this offering. We're going to use it for this. We're going to use it for uh, to pay salaries. We're going to use it and... and uh, justifiable salaries, not lavish salaries, and we're going to use it for the building and whatever. Uh, To take money from people and promise them something in return, when God is not uh, um, bound to return anything to you, he doesn't have to give you anything, only if he wants to give you something. But uh, we can't bribe him to give us things. So he's going to give you what he knows you can handle, and he's not going to give you any more than that, no matter how you scream and cry or or, or how much money you lay down at some preacher's feet. He's just not going to do it. He's God. So uh, anyway, God bless you all. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Thank everybody in the chat room. Don't forget to check out my brother Vince, Southeast Vince there, Truth Sharks Radio on Blog Talk Radio and my brother the Wolf Tracker on Blog Talk Radio and Jackie Alnor on Rapture Ready Radio. Uh, 
three programs that I would highly recommend. I know there's many others, too, so if I didn't mention you, uh, there are many other wonderful ministries on Blog Talk Radio, so avail yourself of those. And remember, the most important thing today is, are you born again? Have you made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Jesus said in the third chapter of John that ye must be born again. Once you're born of your mother, then you must be born again of the Spirit of God. You need to repent of your sins, and we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no perfect one. Only one perfect one that ever walked the earth, and that was the Lord Jesus. But we're all sinners, and we need to repent and ask God to forgive us and to wash us. And read the book of Romans today. The book of Romans says that confession is made with the mouth unto salvation, that we must confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, believe that he was born of a virgin, he lived a sinless life and died on the cross, And he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father. And he's coming again. Hallelujah. The devil will not destroy this world. He will not destroy it. Jesus Christ will return one day, our victorious king. And he has overcome the world. So be of good cheer. Amen. That scripture made me so happy the other day when I saw it. And Jesus said, yes, in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Amen. God bless you today, and uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gig for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gig for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gig for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store at Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee. Credit valid for Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Or offer random 117-632-1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by the Reward card requires online registration.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.